Whitfield Championship Week is finally here. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Beaver County Kickoff here on the Beaver County Times Podcast Network. I am your host, Noah Hiles, and as always, I am joined by... Parth Upadhyay, sports reporter. Sports reporter Josh Carney. And fellas, what a week to be alive. In a couple of days, we will be stuffing our faces with turkey, <laughs> with stuffing, with, you know, I don't what? know. Let's go around real quick. First round pick for Thanksgiving food. Real quick. What do you guys got? Oh, uh, uh, my grandma used to make this, this apple and um, um, sweet potato casserole. That okay. would be my first pick. Parth, what do you got? Yeah, as you all know, I don't really celebrate a traditional Thanksgiving because my, my parents are immigrants from India. But mm-hmm. growing up, you know, I'd always ask my mother to make mac and cheese, whether it be Ooh. whether it be a homemade recipe, which I always preferred, like baked mac and cheese, or even just Velveeta. Like I'd love mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. That's got to be my number one draft choice. Okay, okay, hey, that's fair. You know, and you're from the South, which is that's bigger Makes down there too sense. with uh, mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Um, I'm just gonna go stuffing. I just you know because oh. stuffing is one of those foods that like you don't really eat it, and I, I just don't get why we don't eat stuffing more. I think it's delicious. Uh, and I wish we would eat it more than just one day a year. So, yeah, that's my thing. Park will be with me on Thanksgiving. So all you'll right. get to experience the whole Hiles family Thanksgiving. Excited that's for exciting. that. Absolutely. All Question right. for you, although, is this a stuffing state or a dressing state? Can somebody clarify that? I like stuffing. Uh, can I say neither? neither? You don't like stuffing? Nah, I don't. Nah. Well, I meant the state, the state of Pennsylvania, the Keystone no, I, state. Not, no, yeah, no, no, no. Josh doesn't like, like stuffing? Mm-hmm. All right, well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked him off the podcast. All right. So nonetheless, our Thanksgiving talk's done. And we can tell we're really excited for Thanksgiving. But as we get our bellies full and we get our rest, we know we're going to have a couple days down. We're going to wake up early on Friday and we're not going to be doing any shopping, at least in person. Maybe I'll, you know, browse around on Amazon. But we're going to head down to the North Shore. We're going to walk into Heinz Field. We're going to smell the grill, you know, cooking fresh burgers and barbecue. We're going to see... Our teams that we've covered all year warming up on a cold Friday afternoon. We're going to see colors of schools that we've been to all year long, filling up those yellow seats. It is time. It is the best weekend in Western PA, in my opinion, where you have the Whitfield Championships. You have Pitt playing late game stuff. You have the Steelers in the thick of their season. It's the holidays. This is what Western Pennsylvania is known for. It's fra- it's family. It's football. It's food. It's all of it into one, and we're in the thick of it. We get the chance to cover it, and for the first time ever, we have a team represented in every single championship game played at Heinz Field. There's never been a, a Beaver Valley team in all five classifications all the way down represented here we almost had multiple in there and man we've just got a lot to get into we've got five games to break down but before we do that let's talk about the semifinals wow what an eventful group of games parth you weren't even here to watch it because you were too busy what covering two state championships too busy eating chocolate in the chocolate capital of the united states over in hershey on earth baby uh An incredible day. I mean, you look, we were talking about our page views numbers, and like we're so lucky to like be able to cover all these great stories, uh, you know, just all over the state, and and that people are really buying in and reading this stuff, and it's it, it's just we have a great job, you know. So let's talk about the semifinals real quick. Um, our big takeaways, and I'm going to start off here first because as if I haven't talked enough already to open the show, I got to say, guys, we were right at the beginning of the year or middle of the season. 
we made some points. We said the first thing that two A is going to be crazy. We said this is the deepest bracket before we even had a look at what the bracket was like. Midway through the year, we said it on this podcast. Uh, we all wrote about it. We said this is going to be a bracket where two random teams end up in the championship game. You look at the two seeds in the two A championship. It's a number five versus a number six. We also said when the bracket came out, we took a look at the 1A bracket, and we said, this is going to be chaos. And boy, is it. We have a number nine versus a number three. All the other games, all the other games, 3A through 6A. 6A has already been determined. But every other game, it's 1A versus two, or one seed versus two seed. But you look at the two lower-level ones, you look at the Friday matchups, it's, it's great. It's just upset central. And uh, we were right. We saw this coming from a mile away. So everybody... Take your take your hand. Go ahead, give yourself a little pat on the back. See if they can. Oh, that was back. nice. Wow. Yeah, a little pat on the back. <laughs> All really right, good. that's my big takeaway. <laughs> Parth, Josh, you guys can go ahead. Uh, my takeaway: I, I was at uh, North Allegheny High School last Friday and watched Moon, a team that I've been high on all year. Ben Bladel personifies the Steel City in Western PA football. Uh, that that guy is just a blue collar player. Does anything and everything his team needs. Uh, I was fortunate enough to kind of be on the sideline there, uh, just interacting with uh, Tony Papley, the defensive coordinator at Edinburgh, who happened to offer Ben immediately after the game. Uh, he is just a, a one-man wrecking crew on both sides of the ball. Uh, Penn Hills could not block him uh, offensively. Ben was in the backfield on almost every snap. Offensively, he caught passes out of the backfield. He served as a lead blocker for Dylan Sleva. He ran the football in their sledge package. Like that, that man does everything. And he is just an old school player that uh, I honestly think is a division one talent um, and would do wonders for a team just based off his work ethic alone. I, I mean, I have to, the, the size is tough because of yeah, the position sure. he plays. I just think like if you're a division one coach, and you just look at his block kick stats. Like, what's he up to now? Like 18 in his career? Something yes. like that? Something yeah. crazy. Nearly had one last Friday, too. That's the, I, I I think he's worth a half scholarship for a Division I program just to be someone who for four years will fly down the field on kickoff, who will sell out on punts. And you can, you know, you you on punt, you can make him the protector because he's an mm -hmm. athlete, so you could run fakes with him once a season. The, he, he brings so much to the table where he's kind of like a mini Taysom Hill, and you could just use him in small doses, but yeah. he's valuable enough that I think you could find scholarship money for him. And then the, and yeah, like if you don't want to give him a full scholarship, maybe find some NIL deal where you could pay for the rest of his school. Cause that's a possibility now. So I thought you'd say mini TJ Watt, not many tastes. I Hill, mean, that's, that's what his teammates have called him. Yeah. He referred to him as when I spoke to him. So yeah, he, he wrecks games that way. That's for sure. But if I'm, but, but you know, in, in Ben's defense, if I'm Ben Bladel, I'm not paying for college because uh -huh. he, he shouldn't have to. He's, he's first team, all state defensive fantastic end. player. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Good for Ben, whatever he gets, you know, he's earned. So good for him. Parth, what's your takeaway? Yeah, guys, we've talked about, you know, this week and even before this podcast about how much of an underdog we think Quip is against against Bell Vernon. Um, yeah, they may be an underdog on paper, whatever the case may be. They don't have that much experience. They have a young roster. But I think Quip is ready for this moment. You know, Noah, you covered that game last Friday. Uh, Quentin Cheesegood had thrown four picks, I believe, up till that point. Mm -hmm. He throws two in that contest. So, you know, half of his, his, his season total. Tyquay Hayes, star freshman, phenom running back. Hadn't fumbled the ball at all, all season. 
fumbles on their first offensive drive at the one yard line. It's a touchback. Um, and they just shook it off, man. Like they, they just shook it off. They did not flinch. I think that team's composure, even with being so young, makes them ready for this moment, no matter, you know, what people are saying, no matter what we're saying. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's almost refreshing because I, and like, I'm not trying to sound like an old person, you know, old man on the front lawn, like yelling at clouds here, but I feel like a big thing now in today's world is people like to make excuses and, you know, some people kind of give up too easily. And it's refreshing to see these kids from Aliquippa who never, ever make excuses. They graduated 39 kids last year, and they're playing against Belvern, a school that probably graduated 300 or somewhere along there. They lost the best offensive player on their team before the season even started, and they lost the best defensive player on their team two days before their first game. And they never made an excuse. Their quarterback is a five foot seven sophomore. Their running back is a freshman who was playing in junior high last year. It's insane. And they don't make excuses. They fall behind 14-0. I would venture to say that there are probably less than 15 kids on that team who have ever been down 14 to nothing in a football game. I think you because might be of right. how dominant that youth program is. Yep. You know, like I mean, yeah, the, sure. That's that's a bit of a stretch, but like it's probably been less than 10 times in their life that they've been down by two scores in a football game because <laughs> that's how good they are, right? So they're down 14 nothing against McKeesport. They find a way to and when they're down 14 nothing, Cheese throws an interception. That should have been the game right there because McKeesport goes down and scores. They're up 21 nothing. Pass the sticks. It's, some, it's someone else's turn to play the game. 21's but gone. No, exactly. But no, they found a way to tie it. Then they throw the Cheese throws a pick six. They go down 21-14. They find a way to tie it again. They have a chance to win the game at the end of regulation. Field goal's blocked. I mean, these kids don't hang their heads. They get stood up at the goal line in the first overtime. Missed field goal gives them life. And then they run a play action pass to win it. It's just the resiliency with this group. It's, it's, it says it's a lot easy too, to smile while you watch them play. They're I, just I, a good group of kids. The name is escaping me, but the, the kid that scored the game winning touchdown, that was his lone touch of the game, I believe. You yeah, it was Jace Williams, who uh, has a brother right. who uh, went to your alma mater. Oh. Or goes to your alma mater. His brother's Josh Huff. Okay. All well, right. I did not know that. Fun did fact. Not, yeah, wow. I did not know that. Interesting. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm a little stunned here at the moment, but uh, uh, it you just might shows need to how... uh, pay attention to him. He's only a sophomore, and if you look at his size, he's going to be <laughs> the video you sophomore took, and I... freshman class. Ralequip is going to be an absolute. They're so moment. young, man. I think that's what I was trying to. That's the point yeah. I was trying to make. I spent some time with Warfield's group today, Mike Warfield's group. Um, you know, watching film and just kind of being a fly on the wall in that in that locker room today, and just the way these kids carry themselves, man. These are freshmen and sophomore preparing like pros focusing like pros and um, that's what's going to be fun when these kids get older because like kids like sire clark they remember playing in 3a you know they remember playing against these small schools kids like cheese kids like uh Taikway and 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 jace williams and all these young guys <laughs> 4a is going to be all that they know so like they're only going to know what it's like to play against bell vernon against mckeesport against Blackhawk against Beaver, all these schools that are so much bigger than them. So if they ever go down, like it's going to be the easiest state championship run ever. But I don't think they're going to be going down anytime soon. That's for a different conversation. So those are our takeaways, guys. Any final thoughts before we take a quick break? 
All right. We need to rest up, maybe stretch out a little bit because we've got five championship games to break down. Something that no one in Beaver Valley in the Beaver Valley has ever said before. We're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to get right into it. All right. Five games. I'll let you guys pick. Which ones are we going to start with first? Are we going to go just in order of how they're played, or do you want to go 5A down to 1A? Let's do order. Let's order yeah, order like and that. how they're played. I like that, yep. too. So in 1A, we have, uh, as everyone predicted, the nine-seeded Osh Chargers, the team that lost three of four and then ended its season by beating Cornell. We didn't know what to think of them. I think all of us but one person, I think the house was the only person to pick them to win in the first round. Wow. But yeah, yeah. we're here now. They're back in Heinz Field, second time in program history. The one, the last time they were here was in 2018 when the seniors on this team were freshmen. When they played Rochester, the team they just beat last week. And it's a holy war. They're battling another Catholic school, Bishop Canavan. They, they all need to take maybe communion before uh, this one gets going there. Uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, in all seriousness, it's a battle between re- two really good programs that haven't uh, won a lot in uh, the Whippeal. I mean, Bishop Canavan has won Whippeal title as well in 1990. Um, and this is going to be a fun one because there's a lot of overlap between these opponents. You look at Canavan's road to, uh, to Heinz Field. It's over three teams that Olsh played and beat this year. It's it's two big seven opponents in Burgettstown and Shenango, who they blew out 49-6 and 42-14. Uh, to 14. And then they played the big seven conference champion in Cornell, who uh, Olsh beat by one point, while Cornell lost to uh, Bishop Canavan 24-7. However, Bishop Canavan's one loss happens to come at the hands of Clarendon, who Olsh beat by 14. So there, like I said, a lot of overlap Jeez. between these two teams. It's like this one was kind of meant to be, even though no one saw it coming. Um, and it's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be a lot of passing, which is something you don't see a lot at the right. single-A level. Uh, we got the picks here. I'll just say real quick, the the we split this, 3-3. Three, three. Oh, wow. Uh, the house has Bishop Canavan, as does um, Joe, and Bill Ullman has Olsh. And then I'll let us reveal our own picks. Josh, who do you have and why? <sighs> I went with the Olsh Chargers, and I still don't know who Olsh is. I, I just <laughs> I don't. But I'm tired of having egg on my face every Saturday morning after they win games I don't expect them to. I think they figured something out defensively at this point. I mean, you shut down Rochester the way that they did. Yeah. Um, it just goes a long way. Yeah, they they are they are a physical defense. They've got big guys up front. They've got a ton of athletes in the back end that should be able to hold up against any passing attack. Offensively, it, it feels like they found something too. I mean, BJ Vaughn, Stephen Greer, Brandon Brazel, these guys can run on anybody it seems like. I, I just I still don't know who the Chargers are. I just I don't. It's been a miraculous turnaround, guys. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, I, I I feel comfortable picking the Chargers this week. They've they've been on that stage before. So I said it was going to be three three. We'll find out who also picked Olsh because we have uh, Josh and Bill with Olsh picks, Joe in the house with Bishop Canavan picks. I think I know. Garth, who'd you Olsh pick? Here. Man, unlike Josh, I am not 
I knew it. Potentially having egg on my face. I am going to go with Bishop Canavan, who I picked to win. I knew it. From the get-go, I cannot deviate from my picks. I'm sticking with my brackets. They're taped to my wall, and they're not coming down. I'm sticking with Bishop (laughs) Canavan. Man, I don't know. I don't know. And, Noah, you can speak more on this in a second because you did kind of a deeper dive on it recently with your story. But like like Josh said, Ole seems to have found something, you know, uh, not just on the field, but kind of with with their team chemistry, with, with their camaraderie in the locker room, whatever it may be. But I think that – I think the road ends here, man. Like Bishop Canavan, their resume doesn't jump off the page, but they've only lost one game. It's worth pointing out too their head coach just won the the uh, Skylights Coach of the Year. Um, nice so little tidbit. Thanks, Rich, Josh. Rich Johnson, Rich Johnson has done an awesome job there. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but like at the same time, and uh, we're recording this on Monday night. On Wednesday, I believe online, uh, Bill Allman wrote a feature on the Olsh defense, and this is a stat that like I, I it kind of swayed me. Where in uh, all but two of their regular season games, I believe they allowed more than twelve points, and then in their Rochester. last four games, they've allowed twelve or less. Or an average of 12, I should say. I was going to say, because they allowed 13 last week. Yeah, wow. they've allowed an average of 12 in their last four games. In the games before that, they only did that twice. So the defense is wow. just playing out of its mind right now. And, uh, you know, like, I don't, I don't like cliches or whatever, but some of them are true. And defense wins championships, especially for teams that play at Heinz Field. And so, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I've seen enough, and again, it's it's the win over Clarendon for me, and it's just the talent. Like, you just look at the size of some of these kids on Olsh, and it's like, those aren't single, those aren't Class A players, no. man. Those are, those are big kids, and while they're young, maybe they needed to be humbled. Maybe they needed to lose to Northgate and lose to, uh, or, you know, have a close game to Union, lose to Shenango, get crushed by Rochester, because that's their worst loss on the year, and what they do, they came back and beat them. And I, and I think if they could come back and beat Rochester, they could probably beat Shenango if they played them again. They could probably beat Northgate if they played them again. So I just think this is a different team. They're finally playing to their potential. I don't know if they're going to win the state championship, but I think Olsh is going to win the Whitfield championship. I, I think the cool thing, too, uh, Noah, you did an awesome story on them. Uh, I think it was last week. And that's what I was referring to, Noah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, it's awesome. The just how many times do we hear across sports in general? Oh, players only meeting, players only meeting. It worked for them. I mean, yeah. I, I would have loved to have been involved in that group chat just to see what happened because oh, that I message thread. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were a a mess on the field, like infighting and just didn't look like they were, you know, just feeling themselves. And whatever was said, whatever was aired out. They look like a completely different team, a team that we were all high on coming into the year, if I do remember correctly. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see those screenshots, man. Who has the receipts? <laughs> Noah, did, you get, did you get any receipts? I'm good. That I, I don't. I, I, you don't want to text Teenage text messages. I yeah, decided for your I'm story. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on to two A, and Beaver Falls um, is taking on Sarah Catholic, and these two teams. I mean, Sarah Catholic is a team that we had as the number two team in the Whippeal all season long. Uh, we had them, or maybe we had, I think at the, like the opening poll, we might've had them at number three behind Beaver Falls. We but did. I think after we Beaver did. Falls lost, we moved Sarah up to number two. And, uh, you know, it's a really good team. And they're taking on, you know, they had the end of the year loss at, uh, against Steel Valley. 
Beaver Falls, on the other hand, they've won nine straight after an 0-3 start, and that's how these two teams meet at Heinz Field. Um, I'm not going to let there be suspense for this one. We all have Beaver Falls winning this game, which is crazy. And I guess my question to ask you guys is, like, are we are we too gung-ho about this Beaver Falls team? Because I know they've looked impressive in the playoffs. But let me just review the road that they had, all right? Since since their, their most recent loss, which was the Laurel, it was a good team. Who they really beat in the regular season that was, like, amazing? Nobody. I mean, Nishanik? Uh, uh, you know? Like, uh, I mean, who? New Brighton? Like, uh, not that that's nobody... That's their best... Yeah, right? yeah nobody great. And yeah. then you look at their playoff road. They played Western Beaver, a 12 seed. They played New Brighton, a 13 seed. And then they played Steel Valley, who Who's... didn't have the best player in Class 2A. Hey, man, still an impressive win with that sure. line. And, and, and Without a question. That's hey, a one you, play, you play the teams who line up against you. I'm not folding them. I'm just saying that maybe maybe this shouldn't be 6-0 across the board because, like, Sarah Catholic's road to Hines is far more impressive, if you ask me. They, their, opening road, their opening round win was over Nishanik, probably Beaver Falls' best regular season win, and they won 61-21 to in that game. By 40, they shut wow. out Laurel. Six yeah. to nothing. And then they beat Stowe Rocks, a team who destroyed everyone it played this year. Destroyed everyone it played this year. They beat Stowe Rocks. So, I, I mean, that's a, just a really good record. That's just a I, really good resume. I, I feel like we're not taking Sarah Catholic as serious as we can. They have some great players. I mean, Max Rocco's a great quarterback. He's got 1,600 pass, or 1,600 uh, plus passing yards, 23 touchdowns and six interceptions. I mean, that, that ratio is just like Brickner. Brickner's 24 yeah. touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So, like, yeah, he's got less yards, but, you know, at the same time, he doesn't have the receivers that Brickner does. They also probably run the ball more. I don't know. I think this is going to be a much closer game than what we're anticipating. Am I wrong? It's going to no. be close, I think. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're spot on. I, I hesitated with this one because – we love what we've seen. All three of us have seen from Beaver Falls in the last month and a half, two months. But man, I just—they didn't have the the most difficult road to Heinz. Whereas Sarah Catholic had to battle through losing Rocco for I yeah. think the first two games. I think he missed the first playoff game. Yeah. Um, I think he's fully healthy at this point. He played but, last week, so yeah. So th- they had the the toughest road. They had to do it with a backup quarterback. I know a lot of teams have had to do it with a backup quarterback at this point, but I, yeah, it, it's tough to see that it was six zero across the board. I thought at least two would have picked Sarah Catholic, but uh, I'm tra- I think this I'm this may be the best game. game. Yeah, no, had me, had me sweating a little bit. Had me second guessing my pick. You know, and you going through the numbers and going through the road to this point. What, are you are you going to change your pick? I'm not a man who changes the picks, man. I'm, I'm a, you know. Oh, uh, here we go. Nerd. You, you know what I'm saying? I, win it all. You picked Stowe Rocks to win it all, I right? I picked Stowe Rocks to win it all, but I picked Beaver Falls to, to be on this stage. and Yeah, so did I. You know. I didn't have I didn't pick them to win it. No, I'm, I'm going to stick with I'm gonna stick with the Tigers, man. Man, I. Mm. Is it fair I, to change picks? Is that even fair? Yes. Well, we make the rules. I did it once. Ah, Nobody yeah. said anything. <laughs> I said, something. I, I said something very loudly on the podcast. If you, if you don't recall. <laughs> no, I recall. Fuck. You're getting suspended. What are you talking about? Is it fair? Anyway. Parts, if you, if you change your pick, you're suspended the show. All right? No. <laughs> my goodness. All right. I we'll... actually, I think Go I'm going to change my pick. Oh, my. Here you we are? this, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> here's the thing. Like, 
I'm I I love chaos when it comes. I'll to tell this you stuff. what. I'll change my pick too because last time Josh, I went on a big tangent and it inspired you to change your pick. You were right and I was wrong. I didn't change my pick. I I, I talked you into picking Beaver over who was it? Oh, uh, um, Chargers Valley, I believe. Yes. yes. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got and, it right. Uh, I I talked you into it and. I'm I'm gonna follow your lead this time, so I will also take Derek Catholic over Beaver Falls. Partha Parth is over here, the Arthur meme, shaking his fist. <laughs> He's sitting there going, These these guys don't have their brackets taped on their walls. Like, yeah, no, we don't. I, I know they don't. I've been over it's, and at least Noah's. I've seen Noah's wall. You know, I've seen, I've seen Noah's office see, area. You, you know. can see my walls. I don't have anything up yet. <laughs> all right. So we'll move on to three A where we are not in the wrong for all of this to be unanimous. Uh, <laughs> Central Valley, we all have 6-0 across the board. I mean, I, I, I want this to be kind of a close game, but at the same time, it's just like, I just don't see how that's possible. North Catholic beat Abenworth 7-0 in the semifinal. And I get that every matchup comes with its different struggles, but if if, if CV wanted to, it could have beat Abenworth 60-0 yeah, when they played. Abenworth scored with like, I think like 10 seconds left is when they got their touchdown to make it 47 or 43, seven, I think was the final. Six. That one. They, they missed yeah. the extra point. Yeah. They for the two and didn't no, get they it. scored. On, they scored on the final play of the game. That's right. They didn't kick the extra yeah, they point. Didn't kick the extra I point. see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's what it was. I remember. Cause like I was on the field and after the touchdown happened, like both teams didn't even go for the extra point. Like they just walked midfield to shake hands. So Good like, God. that's the kind of blowout it was. And if, Av- if North Catholic could only put up seven against that team, and I get it. Like North Catholic, clearly the second best team in in two A or in three A, excuse me. But look at what North Catholic's done against common opponents. Mm-hmm. Not just Avonworth. I mean, they barely beat Blackhawk. Part you were there for that one. I was there for that one, and I think we'd all agree that that was a different Blackhawk team, right? Both from a you know a psychological standpoint. When you start losing games like that, your season starts but, unraveling. I mean, Is that they not fair to them say? At the same time in the year, like the week no, I, prior, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So I see. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah both yeah, yeah. teams play Blackhawk. CV beat them twice in a span of what? In a span of two weeks? I think. Yeah, no, it was it was like CV played them, and then North Catholic played them, and CV again, and then CV played Blackhawk again. Yeah, and you look at how CV beat. The yeah, Cougars, they just, you know, fifty-eight to thirty-five the first time. Two weeks later, they beat them thirty-eight to three. Yeah, man. Yeah, if you if you look at it like that, side by side, comparing both schedules, it's kind of obvious. Um, one team is superior here. I'll yeah. say this. I know that in previous podcasts, I said I thought Elizabeth Ford would be the biggest challenge the Warriors faced. Uh, 51-0, not quite a challenge. Not I think quite. Elizabeth Ford was a little bit better than North Catholic, to be honest with you. I don't think North Catholic's really faced um, that many teams. I, I don't, I'll don't. i say it. I don't expect this game to be close whatsoever. No, this, this is going to be a running like, clock game. This I'll is be mercy shocked roll. if it's not. Yeah. This is mercy roll. This is one where I might have my story filed before it's... <laughs> Before we hear the final buzzer, I just might have to fill in the insert quote. Yeah, uh, that's that's honestly, and I mean no disrespect to North Catholic. No, like, it is it is a daunting task to get to Heinz Field, whatever classification you're in. Central Valley is they're in the midst of one of the best dynasties that we'll see this decade. Yeah, they don't belong in three A, right? Like that's why they're going to get moved up because they don't belong in three A. Well, size and accolades yes yeah, but what i'm right. saying is just like we'll look back at this run that they've gone on the last three years as one of the more impressive three-year runs that we've seen Ever. in in Whippeal history. history with right you know what could be three straight state title appearances 
what could be back-to-back state championships, what could be three straight I think straight they're closing in on 30 straight wins too, right? They're at 24 right now entering oh, I thought this they game. were higher. So, I apologize. Yeah. So, so, I mean, still that's amazing. still yeah. it's just it, – it's, it's a well-oiled machine, and there's nobody in three-day that is even – in the same stratosphere as them. Well, I, mean, I was at my team. hotel in Hershey after a you know long day of covering soccer or whatever, and I look at that score from Ethan Morrison's story, and I had to like, I had to take a, a double take. You know, I had to like I, wipe my eyes. I thought I was just tired. Thought I was reading it. Part, part fifty-one, nothing. Part, good. You, you God. and me both. I said I thought it would be their biggest challenge of the year. I, I wasn't I, shocked at all. The only I thing was I was stunned. shocked about was to see Ethan Morrison, our young college part-time employee. Getting a byline that made me happy, and also Parth, I'm not surprised that you were tired because here's <laughs> I will, wait. I will I will say this: was it's that a game, long day, buddy. Come was on. that game not ten nothing at the half though? No, that, that one wasn't. I thought it, it was, it was close to the half. I don't think no, it was ten nothing. Like they scored like a whole bunch of points in the second quarter. It was ten nothing at the half last game. Okay, they're I'm East sorry, they're running together, but yeah, I honestly thought that would be the biggest challenge for them, yeah. and. It may have been one of their easier games all year. Central Valley has outscored opponents in the postseason this oh, year, ninety-nine to six. Oh, oh my god! My goodness! And that's two games. Uh, that sounds so, like Quaker Valley on the run, run yeah, to the boys' right. state. So oh we'll my on goodness! To, we'll move on to four A now, <laughs> wow. and this is—I think this is the premier game. This is the game that everyone's really wanted to see. Um, and very rarely do you get these where, like, at the beginning of the year, be like, "Man, it'd be cool if these two teams met." in the Whitfield Championship. And it happened. It came to fruition. It's David versus Goliath. It is Aliquippa. It is Bell Vernon. And they're, and they're David and Goliath in different senses. I mean, where if you look at program prestige, and history, yeah. Goliath is Aliquippa because they've won 17 Whitfield Championships. This is their 14th straight time getting to the Whitfield Championship. That's mind-blowing. That is man. half 14. my life, guys. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's insane. No, I don't think, yeah, there's, like, I don't think Taekwai Hayes, arguably the best player on Aliquippa this year, was alive to see I was a Aliquippa in not in a Whitfield championship game. I just aged myself. I was a freshman in high school the last time they weren't in. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how impressive of a run they're in. So, like, if you're, that yeah, was like talking I said, point on Twitter, Noah. Like, I, I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. Is that what you're referencing? Yeah, but there well, was a... yes, someone did bring that up. But, yeah, so, like, that's, it's just crazy to, like, look back at that. But at the same time, Aliquippa is Goliath because they're a significantly smaller school. They probably should not be in 4A. Yet they're still finding a way to get there. And they're playing a team that does belong in 4A. And that if they do win this game, is prob- they're probably the favorite to win the state in Bell Vernon. And it just seems like it's Bell Vernon's year, right? You look at the teams they beat. They beat Penn Trafford. They beat Thomas Jefferson twice. They beat McKeesport convincingly. They've got Devin Whitlock, who's probably going to be the Whippeal MVP for other publications. They've got one of the best young running backs in the country in Quentin Martin, who's already got a ton of big power five offers. As a sophomore, it, it wow. just makes sense that this is Bell Vernon's year. And it makes it doesn't make sense why Aliquippa's even here. If you look at how young the team is with all the injuries that they've had to come through, with all of it. But at the same time, I mean, I this is a coin flip. I think this is this might come down to who has the ball last. However, if you look the pick spread here is five for Bell Vernon, one for Aliquippa. Whoa. Wow. Let's talk Whoa. to the guy who picked Aliquippa. Parth? Why yeah, you, I think why I made a lot. Yeah, I think I made a lot of these points in my little hot take segment that we do, you know, segment one of the show. But, um, man, I think, yeah, we can sit here and say all day, like, yeah, 
you know, Belverin's had a tougher road. Quip has not. But if you look at what Quip's done just statistically over the, you know, over the season, they've gotten better and better and better. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Tyquay Hayes hadn't jumped onto the scene until week five when mm-hmm. they played Bieber, right? When he had yeah. that, what, 220-yard rushing game or something crazy like that. I think it was actually like the week before against Quaker Valley, but, like, it was something around yeah, there. Yeah, it was, it was something around that. Quaker. It actually might have been Quaker Valley, you're yeah. right. But, yeah, it was something in that ballpark. Like, so they, they've had players who, who hadn't emerged. I think Nico Heberart was, was out for a while. Mm-hmm. He comes back. This is not the same Quip team that we covered in weeks one, one, two, three, and four, in my opinion. No. I think they're – I think they're – it's a different team and they're ready. And just the way they conduct themselves, you know, being able to be a fly on the wall in the locker room today during uh, their film session kind of gave me that peek behind the curtain. I don't know, man. It's just a, it's a feeling. I know that sounds so cliche, but I'm, I'm, I'm going with the quips here. It does seem like a magical season for them. However, I, the reason, and I, I don't know if this is what you're thinking, Josh, and I can't speak for uh, the house, although the house sends in his picks via text message and he provided analysis uh, on his picks, where it's like, I could, could we hear the that. analysis? <laughs> can you read it out loud? I, I can read. That, yeah, let me so look nice. up the yeah. house here. Yeah, here, go ahead. He, <laughs> he he's gonna love this. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'll read all of his analysis. He goes for one A. He has old strong team leaders saved what's looking to be a lost season. Bishop That's Canavan right. has been strong all year. Bishop Canavan to win. And two A. Beaver Falls had the bracket falls into place. They will beat Sarah Catholic. <laughs> 3A, Central Valley has a legacy to cement. They will. Go Warriors. 4A, Aliquippa's young stars have been playing well, but an experienced opponent will get the better of the team this weekend. Bell Vernon wins. And I got to agree with the house here, which is something I haven't said many times since I've met him uh, for the first time. <laughs> Uh, I, I think he's right. I, I just think that Bell Vernon had their experience is going to pay off where eventually, and you started to see the youth a little bit against McKeesport where, you know, they're making these mistakes on the big stage. And I, and I do, I think Quentin good when it's all said and done is going to be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play at that school, which is really saying something ever. And I, I think so. I mean, considering who he's playing against when you measure pound for pound, what he's going to, I think what he's going to accomplish in four a, compared to other people yeah, in, you know, 3A and 2A and 1A, I think he's going to have a resume that was really, really impressive. And they're not I known for being the QBU of high school exactly. in either, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and, and I think Taekwai is going to be a very, very big recruit one day. And I think there's other players there, like Jace Williams is going to be a star one day, I think. And uh, they're, they're going to be fine. I just think that this is going to be a game that I th- – Two, two years down the road that Aliquippa looks back at and was like, man, this was valuable. Or maybe even next year when they're back at Heinz Field for a 15th straight year. It's like, you know, I just I just don't know if the young kids got it in them to beat this monster of a team that's Bell Vernon. Josh, anything to add? Yeah, just in lockstep with you. That was the main reasoning behind uh, my pick for Bell Vernon. Uh, they are experienced on the big stage. I don't think this moment's going to be too big for them. Uh Aliquippa, I think this is going to be a very valuable experience. Um, You know, I don't think it's going to be a blowout of any sorts. I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, But uh, I just think that that experience for Bell Vernon, especially in the backfield um, with Devin Whitlock and Quentin Martin is going to, is going to pay off. I will say, I mean, this is a team that Aliquippa beat last year. Right. In the playoffs. But I mean, they had, you know, more experience on their team last year. But it's just, you know, and it's also just like Heinz Field is almost a rite of passage for Aliquippa. 
Like if you just look at like, like I said, 14 straight appearances. So and this is like, I talked to Quentin Good after their game on Friday. It's like his, his older brother, Darian Fields, played at Heinz Field multiple times. His dad played at Three River Stadium multiple Whoa. times. All right. So it's like that like this is this is like a tradition, you know, and that and that's cool to see that like these young kids who are probably gonna be back there later on in their careers, like this is their first time to like get this whole experience that this community has, you know, come to look at as a norm. We'll move on now to the five A game, and this is also a five one split <laughs> where we have Moon going up against Peters Township. And we were talking about this one before uh the recording started. These two teams play a very similar brand of football. They don't like to throw. They can throw. They have talented quarterbacks, but they love to run. They're very physical, and they both play incredible defense. And if you look at the time this game is played, it's the final game of the night. There are going to be four football games played prior to this one. The field is going to be torn torn apart. The weather's probably not going to be great. This has old-school Western Pennsylvania 13-10 to 10 final score written all over it. Five people on this panel think it's going to be Moon winning that game. I think Penn Trafford's going to win. I'm going to go with Penn Trafford. I picked Moon to lose this game to Pine Richland. I just think Moon, you know, I mean, they've been dancing with danger so much. And to be honest, despite some of these close games, they've only been losing in the fourth quarter once all year. So I, I don't know how they'll handle it when they've played a team, you know, when they're playing a team who's, you know, on their level. Because Peters Township played them tough, but Moon was more talented than Peters Township. When they play a team with equal amount of talent that they're trailing in the fourth quarter, I don't know what will happen. I think it'll be close. I, I like I like Penn Trafford to win this one. Guys, why am I wrong? Oh, uh, I don't know that you are wrong. I just... I like this Moon team so much. Um, yes, they've been kind of flirting with disaster here uh, the last few weeks, but good teams find a way to win close games. I think their style fits them to a T. I just, it just, it's felt like a magical season in Moon Township since early August or mid August, I should say. Well, I just, let's just reflect on what Moon's done this fall. They had a girl win her third straight cross country championship. Yeah. <laughs> Their girls' soccer team <laughs> won the state championship. Their boys' soccer team had three losses this year, and they were all to teams that went to the final four mm-hmm. in the state in the state playoffs. And they were both the Whippeal finalists. This senior class for Moon is pretty damn impressive. I'm excited what they can see to do in the winter. I don't know if they can top what they did in the fall because they've had Whippeal finalists in almost everything. And you mentioned they that had good golfers too. Yes. So I, I, yeah, no, (laughs) their, uh, their president, David Gallup actually, um, you know, has just talked about that. Like, you know, like, were we aware? Of course we were aware, you know, (laughs) this is, it's been crazy. Their run just across the board. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it feels like a special year there. And and these kids, you know, we talk about, it's a rite of passage for, for Aliquippa. You get the Heinz field. This is what you do. All this senior class has done for moon football when they are the starters from youth football to now. They just win channeling Al Davis, just win baby. Like that's what they do. They find a way. And I, I just think they're going to find a way on Saturday night in conditions that I think suit them a little bit better 
than maybe Penn Trafford's, if that okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. Parth, anything to add? I think I might break my own rule. Oh, no, no, oh, no. no. Oh, I'm not used to that. I knew I'd have to hear man. Come on. No. Go, for it. Just, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. I'm just looking at these schedules. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm breaking my own rule. I think I'm going to gonna go with Penn Trafford. I got to. Let me ask you this. Got to go with the I, I think I know why Parth sold on Penn Trafford. Is it for the fact that they beat Gateway? Is that what sold you on them? I mean, that's an impressive win, is it not? That's the first no, thing is. that popped out it when is. I looked at the schedule. But I mean, is is Seneca Valley in week zero not an impressive win by Moon? It is. It is. But just that you like you said, Noah, they play the same style of football. Yeah. Um, Moon's come close to danger so many times. How many times can you win games like that? Right. And yeah. Moon hasn't been on that stage. When you're well, on that kind Moon, of a stage with that pressure, I don't know. I'll counter your point by saying this. The way Moon plays the game of football, it allows for them to win the way they've been winning, if that makes sense. Where it's like it it so their style of play allows for them to tiptoe that line and not fall on the wrong side. But how you many know, times if can if you tiptoe that line? You know, like I mean, but how many when you can run the ball and play great defense, you can win close games more more often than you can when you're a team that throws the ball fifty times. I thought so, they I thought their trip up could have been last week against Penn Hills, Penn Hills just because a, of the athletes yeah. and Penn Hills is very young and is going to be a power. I think Penn Hills is better than Pine Richland. Like looking back at it now, and Penn That's Hills, fair. did they beat Pine Richland? No, they, they lost by a touchdown to Pine yeah, Richland. Yeah, but, but Penn Hills is going to be a, a serious yeah. team here. So, so Park broke his rule. He takes Peters Township. So Unbelievable. He, he takes uh, Penn Trafford. Not yeah, they, beat Pine Richland, they, they beat Pine Richland twenty-four to six. That was a three seed. That. That game wasn't close. I th- I feel like Pine Ridge pretenders all season. All right. Well, that's our that's our show, <laughs> guys. Any final thoughts? No, I think we've covered all the bases. Uh, Josh, I would just like to point out that Parth. Oh my gosh, Parth. Hypocrite. Cancel him. The hypocrisy. <laughs> Where is the cancel culture on this man? And he right. asked if this, he twenty minutes ago he asked if this was allowed. <laughs> Like, and, like, and now, like and now I know it's allowed. Now, well, no, hang on. You got the boot. Oh. We kicked him out. We kicked him out. Oh. All right. Oh. So I, I, before we sign off, I do want to say one to all of our listeners. Thank you for continuing to tune in throughout the regular season, throughout the postseason. We'll continue to have state playoff analysis for you on this podcast. It's it's something fun that we really, really enjoy. Um, And two, I hope you all have a, a great Thanksgiving. And three. While you're with your family and friends on this lovely holiday, I want you to head to timesonline.com because we have an in-depth feature on every single team playing at Heinz Field. We have this podcast. We have our picks. We have our, our you know, some soccer stuff as well. And then to top it all off, we'll have a comprehensive preview of all five games. So we'll have it all there. Head to timesonline.com. And we, I can promise you, no one will have more coverage for these games at Heinz Field than us. We will have live up-to-date coverage. We will have analysis. We'll have columns. We'll have features. We'll have all of it. It's all going to be there. It's going to be great. I cannot wait. You should be excited. I know you are. I know you in the car listening. I know you're excited. I am too. We'll see you next week when we have state playoffs to talk about. Enjoy this time, though. It's a special time in Western Pennsylvania, and we're going to have it all on timesonline.com. See you next week.